Welcome to the Becoming Her Raw and Real podcast. I'm Joyce. And I'm Mary. And we are two widows on a mission to shatter the stigma of the good Christian girl. No topic is off limits. Our hope is to help women solidify their identity and self-worth in Christ and become women who not just survive, but flourish and change their world. Happy Friday, ladies. I am so moved and stirred up by the conversation that we're going to have today. So I hope you all stick with us through this talk because this week we are going over social rest. And it's funny, Joyce, because the moment I I heard about the topic for this week, I thought the complete opposite. Me too. Really? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I thought it was about unplugging or or being alone and, and finding rest in solitude. Right. And I think that's next next week's rest. Right. But I I thought the same thing, social, like. Yes. And you all might think that too. Mm -hmm. Oh, they're going to do social rest. That means they're going to talk about, you know, fasting or or detaching from social media because that's what we think because we are so overwhelmed and overstimulated. What we're going to be discussing today in social rest is about how we need to be very intentional about the relationships that we create because we are to find rest mm-hmm. in our relationships. Yes. yes. And so today we're going to talk about finding solace in one another and the importance of fellowship, the importance of building a tribe mm-hmm. like you and I have talked about since the beginning right? of the podcast yep. is finding your people. Again, we're going over the the book Sacred Rest. If you're following along, we yes. are um, talking about social rest chapter eight. And we are going to be um, kind of unpacking this idea of needing connection and why we need connection. And um, so the first the first part really is just recognizing and understanding what that means, mm-hmm. right? So I love how she starts the chapter talking yes. about her interaction with a homeless man. Yes. And how when they are in such a place of need, when someone, when a human being is in such a place of need, we automatically dismiss them because we think, oh, they just want money or they just want alcohol or drugs or whatever. Right. And in this particular instance, she saw past that Mm -hmm. and she was able to recognize that not only did he not focus on the money that he was giving her, that she was giving him, but the fact that he he real they they had that physical touch they actually have people that that hold and touch babies when they're born because of our need for physical touch right and this man needed that physical touch he needed to just be seen right and, yeah and, and i think i think that i think that's the thing is like someone that is experienced that kind of hardship feels shame or feels yes. unworthy could feel shame and yes. unworthiness especially from someone who's sitting in a car who seems right. to have it all together right but in that moment she saw him yes and and it changed something in her yes and then i thought about what you do with love's anonymous and mm-hmm. what we do with i am freedom girl mm-hmm. and letting people know that um, they are seen. Yes. When I first created this Facebook page where mm-hmm. I thought we were just going to be exchanging our stuff that we didn't <laughs> want anymore and it spread like wildfire, it wasn't because people just wanted the things that we were all giving away. It was I, I began to see relationships forming, connections mm-hmm. forming, yeah. people encouraging other people that were walking in the same 
season as they as they were, whether it was financial hardship or dealing yes. with a difficult spouse or abuse in their relationship or loss of a job, you name it. It became a community. It wasn't just yes. a page. It became yes. a community, you know, and and I and that's the most rewarding part of of watching the conversations on the page. Yeah, is really seeing the connections and the depth of, you know, be people that are there and they're consistent, mm-hmm. how they build relationships with one another and how they're carrying each other through their hard times. Yeah. And I love like when someone posts something, I'm, I'm not sure how to get food or what. And then the people that have already jumped through those hoops, right. Jump in and go, okay, this is who you need to call. This is, right. and they're giving back. Right. In, out of their lack, they're giving back going, Hey, yeah. I've, I've, and so it's just beautiful. Oh my to, gosh. You know, the moms that. that like have received something, they might've received something last year and now their kids grew out of it and they're reposting yes. it and giving it away. It's just right. Right. Inspiring. And, and then I, I thought about the first time that I actually heard Joy speak. Um, she was talking about, I am freedom girl mm. and, and the ministry, the strip club ministry. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, the, those girls, and, and I was, I mean, I wasn't a stripper, but I would, I, okay, I'm totally going to just reveal all of this now, but <laughs> back in the day before Jesus, right. I was in the club scene. Mm-hmm. I, I did every job in a club, including promoting, you know, the, the parties and, and different nights. And I also worked for, um, a man who ran a lot of the strip clubs in the city. Okay. And so we, I would take my friends we would frequent these strip clubs. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing to me because I wasn't that far off because of the fact that when you're in that environment, a lot of times you really just want to be seen. Mm -hmm. You, you have this need to be, to feel attractive, accepted, sexy, wanted, desired, you know? And, and so you, you don't really know anything else that could fill that hole in your heart besides yeah. the attention from others, right? right? right. Being accepted, being seen. I'm going to do whatever it takes to be seen. And then I'm going to start competing against other women because right. I'm better. I want, I want the attention over her. She, right. I have this, she, you know, I mean, it just becomes an, a, a game, yeah. you know? And well, I mean, and think about the beauty of God ushering in uh-huh. the church ladies right? to <laughs> That's what they call us. But think about the beauty of that because it is what you said is so true. But then here come these women who want nothing from them. Mm -hmm. We're not in competition and Mm -hmm. all we're doing is here to bless you. That is so backwards. It's so backwards. But I thought how beautiful that Mm -hmm. God's light would walk into these darkest where they least expect it. Right. (laughs) The church ladies come to (laughs) the strip club. But and just, just, yeah, only God could. Yeah. But that's his heart. That proves that we need connection yeah. yeah and we need healthy connection and and the what I learned in in this chapter is that regardless of whether we consider ourselves an introvert or an extrovert or an ambivert like me which is kind of funny I actually learned that I can be an extrovert but then I need those moments by myself to oh, kind of you know that's re- me yes <laughs> so it doesn't matter because right. we, we need a, a well-rested life, but the right relationships yes. will um, bring us a well-rested life. Yes. So regardless of, you know, how many friends you have, I think they, they also went through um, the need for, they talked about, and, and I don't want to get ahead of myself because they talked about social media and right. how, you know, we, we want so much to have all the likes and all the mm-hmm. friends. But really, what we truly need is a one-on-one connection, yes. you yes. know, and um, 
things like when and and just to kind of prove the difference between rest or social interactions that deplete us and social interactions that feed us which is kind of what we I think that's the biggest topic right now is understanding the difference between the two you know we spend most of our lives um giving you know our day-to-day interactions um giving our time and our expertise and and gifting without the opportunity for replenishment Mm -hmm. and so throughout whether it's our work whether it's our whether it's church serving in church we're constantly pouring out and giving Mm -hmm. out and pouring out and giving out so when we think about social rest we think okay well I need to I need to just stop for a minute and be by myself but really social rest is actually how we practice the give and take of authentically Mm -hmm. vulnerable relationships. Mm -hmm. So not superficial interactions, um, but deep interactions, which actually are work. Yeah. So that was, that was the biggest thing for me is like, okay, if you want a tribe that you can rest in, what we are learning is that we actually need to do the hard things, work on the relationship. Relationships are hard, but we need to not be afraid to be completely transparent. So social rest requires a willingness to deal with our relationship, relationship hurdles. It requires us to confront our reactions to the judgments of others, because, you know, we, we don't want to be fake, but at the same time, we worry about people judging us and we would rather just be silent and and just try to fit in. Well, that's not what social rest is. Social rest Mm -hmm. is actually being so vulnerable with someone Mm -hmm. so authentic that it requires us to face those feelings of rejection and and the fears of maybe not fitting in because in doing so, she says, we secure relationships that give us the grace to confront our doubts, speak our truths and be authentic. So we're actually making space for relationships that revive us, right? That feed us. Right. And we want to be authentically known, but that's risky. Yes. And you can't be authentically known by 500 people. (laughs) Dang it. You can't. And because you can't, Mm -hmm. that's that even Mm -hmm. look, Jesus was the example. He ministered to the thousands. He had his 12, but then he had his three. Yeah. You know, so to, to, to think that you can be best friends with everyone is an unrealistic expectation. There's no way. Right. You have to be very intentional and relationships are about making deposits when you're full and then withdraw when you're empty, like give and take. So is that balanced in your life? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Are you only depositing and never getting refueled? Or are you the one that's always empty and taking? Right. And there's seasons. Like I think about my grief season, like my small group, there was a lot of them just helping me walk through. Um, And so, yeah. So that, but it's important to have both of that. I think about just us coming here and recording yes. the podcast every week. Right. I'm telling you what, if you guys knew what we talked about before we actually sit down and record a podcast, we both need to rest in each other. Yeah. And I realize that this is literally what we're doing. Yes. Yes. We come here every week <laughs> and we talk for like the first 30, 45 minutes yep. about whatever's on our hearts, whatever's on our minds. We, we, are safe to, to be vulnerable with each other mm. and we encourage and uplift each other right. um, in the word of God and, and we speak truth over each other and we find rest. And I don't know how many times you've said, I'm a hot mess. Or when I come <laughs> in and I'm like, I'm in my PJs, I got no makeup on. I am not right. even, I don't even know why I'm here. But then we spend some time together and right. we both 
release that and we find rest in that and all of a sudden we're filled up to be able to to share right and and that's that's why it's so important to connect and, and she talks about that a little bit further in the book but uh, connecting in those groups that understand like specifically yes. what you're walking through like yes. widowhood we get that even mm-hmm. though our experiences are different there is a similarity that when I am introduced to another widow I instant there's an instant connection yes and an instant like I can feel her pain yeah so it's it's important to talk through that because it does revive us it lifts mm-hmm. us up up and it lets us know because what can you imagine if we just kept all that mm-hmm. inside yeah we wouldn't get out of our house we need <laughs> to be seen yeah we 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 desire to be known right and to be seen right and the right friendships mm-hmm. will give us that and right. Right. the wrong friendships will deplete us of that and make us feel more isolated more alone more misunderstood so who are your friends and how do they make you feel? Right, right. And she yeah. talks about um, isolation and loneliness mm-hmm. are the two most common forms of social restlessness. Wow, yeah. And then she goes in to talk about, she actually mentions newly widowed women. Yes. And, you know, widow, widower and widows. Yeah. How we can be how in a room full of that. people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can be in a room full. And I was, I had a huge mm-hmm. community and I felt love, but there were a lot of moments that I felt very isolated and alone. And what did she say? Oh yes. We that? just talked about this. Yeah. The lot it's because it was a loss of the relationship in which she found the uh, most social rest. Yeah. So you found the most rest in your life in Ron. Yes. And, and you lost that person. Right. And so that makes sense why I still could feel isolated and lonely yes. when I was surrounded by people who truly loved me and I have yes. an amazing community, but that made sense because I was, cause I would question, why am I feeling lonely? I have all these people, right? but I lost that that right. place in, in marriage, God designed mm-hmm. it that way. Mm-hmm. And so I was telling you earlier, mm-hmm. like I could go out and be bold and do things because I knew Ron had my back. Yeah. And I knew he would let me know um, that you're doing too much. Let's pull back. He was quietly in the back, like supporting. And I yeah. stepped out. Like and you're so covering each other. You are. And I would do the same for him. So that, that navigating him not being here was like a very challenging time because I was like, who's got my back? And yes, I know God's got my back. But having that yeah. spouse, yeah. there is a severing that just takes time. Right. Well, we were made to have that that connection yes. with others, the fellowship with others. And you know what's interesting is how you got there. How, how do you get to a place where you have that level of rest in, in a relation, in someone else? And it really is that level of intimacy that you right. have with that person. Right, right. How, how transparent are you with them? Yeah. Yeah. How authentic are you with them? Right. How much do you actually share of what you go, go through every single day, which in marriage is pretty much everything. You right. Know? And there's time. I mean, we were together, married almost 28 years. We're married. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were together 30. So there was a sweetness that happens when you stay when it's hard. Yes. You don't walk out when it gets difficult. You walk through hard challenges because yes. there's no marriage that hasn't walked through hard things and they don't and, leave and they don't leave and you stay and you grow and you're and you're each growing closer to the Holy Spirit and mm-hmm. then you you're growing closer because when you walk through something with your spouse mm-hmm. and you make it to the other side right. there is a sweetness to marriage and longevity that is just something that's so beautiful and that's I think yes. part of the hardness of <laughs> losing him oh my I'm gosh. like we we're in such a sweet spot right you know and- I, I told at the com- um, conference I spoke out Saturday I said not only did Ron and I love each other we still liked each other yeah because you can love your yeah. spouse and not really like you yeah I mean there are seasons where yeah. you know we because love is a choice I choose to stay with you right right but we actually <laughs> liked each other <laughs> so yeah well it's amazing to me that 
it really it's because it's not only just uh, between a, a husband and wife mm-hmm. we can have intimate relationships that bring us rest in any friendship that we choose that we're intentional about growing and right. ones that we actually stick with and are consistent with and right. um all the things that you just said and so yeah. you know right now we're bombarded with constant social interactions um mm. in social media that it's so it's so common to feel to still feel alone i mean look at all the teenagers look at the suicide rate look yes. at all the things because and even and i thought about when i was reading this i thought about actors or people that are in the spotlight mm-hmm. because they're being overwhelmed and bombarded and right. we were not designed Mm-mm. as humans to bring all these people into our home every day to interact with every single moment We were not designed to share every single moment and every Mm -hmm. single secret on social media and bring all of these people to to hashtag, quote unquote, know us. Yeah. um, Because it's actually damaging us. You know, that we're designed to have an inner circle of relationships from which all other social interactions flow because the overload is actually damaging us. So... And, and the funny thing is, is that it's true. It's, she, she writes, it's easier to share our burdens remotely, void of the immediate feedback of facial expressions, voice, pitch, body language, because you know that that moment when you're about to share something hard or you don't, you know, somebody's going to say something because they know you and mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I don't want to hear. I just don't want to hear their opinion. I don't, you know, so it's easy to just post something on social media and and shut it down. Just, OK, right. well, I, I shared it. I don't have to hear any. I don't I don't care what you think. Right. You know, I don't right. have to hear that. Right. So. On the flip side, the presence of a trusted confidant mm. creates an atmosphere of rest. Yes. Yes. Which there, actually mm-hmm. fuels us. You right. Know, builds There's us up. nothing like uh, we have a small group that we started meeting in the summer of 2020 and we knew each other before that, but there's nothing like those Tuesday nights mm-hmm. where we're all together and we're just sharing and encouraging one another and even though the circumstances might not have changed, mm-hmm. we've changed because we've been able to express yes. in, in a safe space, mm-hmm. get positive feedback, get prayer. Um, and that's those connections. Mm-hmm. It's those co- intentional. And, but if we aren't intentional on yeah. connecting, it, we're, we're going to be lonely. Yes. We're going to be lonely. And that, that need for acceptance and understanding and compassion begin to nourish and conquer the loneliness. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So anyway, I thought that was really, really good. So like, how do you evaluate your current position and stepping into someone else's pain or story? First of all, you have to slow down. (laughs) You have to be Mm -hmm. connected. Mm -hmm. Um, Even if it's, um, I think she was talking about, um, if she was in the ER suturing up a a young girl who had slit her wrist and, and she was like, I don't even want to look in her eyes because I'm just going to be here to suture up and I'll let the psychiatrist deal with that. Mm -hmm. But they caught eyes, Mm -hmm. they made eye contact and Mm -hmm. it was, she goes, she didn't just look at me. She looked into me. Yeah. And in that moment she was like, do I just stay suturing (laughs) or do I engage? Right. You know, in in that that. human connection. Yeah. And so there's a willingness to go there with them, Mm -hmm. um, and slow down enough to pick up on the pain Mm -hmm. sometimes. And I know not sometimes I know God has divine appointments for us every single day. Mm -hmm it doesn't mean you're going to sit down and have an hour conversation with somebody, maybe somebody in the grocery store, they just need a smile. Yeah. You know, I'll, often I'll see young moms with toddlers who are in Publix or like mm-hmm. having a fit. Um, and I'll just look, I'm like, you're going to make it. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there. And it just yeah. relieves that whole, yes. I remember being that mom going, yes. 
these kids are crazy and I'm just trying to get my groceries yes. done. But and that brought her rest. It that did. Brings she was rest. like, oh, somebody sees me and, and it yes. clicks you out of that craziness. Yes. And so I'm trying to be intentional, like to slow down through Publix and you're going to make it a promise. It doesn't feel like it, but I promise you yeah. will. Um, or just the, the smile. And sometimes... Um, sometimes what happens is when we look into somebody else's pain, it reveals our own. Oh. And so either we will just pull back and go, I not do, wanna go there. I'm not going there <laughs> or we'll like, okay, I, I'm going to engage in this yeah. or, or past. Like when I see a new widow, I immediately go back to those feelings yes. and like, Ugh. okay, what's my role in supporting her? I can't support every widow that I ever meet, mm-hmm. but how can I engage in that? How right. can I, um, and he's, he's shown me, we don't have to, you know, be yeah. intimate with every single person that we can't, mm-hmm. if we're doing that, you're probably burnt out yeah, or going to burn out. Mm-hmm. Um, but it requires us getting close with another person and it can't be rushed. Yeah. We, we Stop want to smell the roses <laughs> yeah. and we want these instant relationships. Yeah. We think, right? <laughs> it's not. It's right. a process. Well, like you were telling me the story with Sydney when she was a little girl. Yes, you know, and and sometimes yes. oh, people yes. remember because she. I mean, other people when we're grown, we now have this fear that other people are going to judge us or other people are going to reject us. But when you're a child, yeah, you don't have those fears. No, you just kind of say what you feel. Right, right. I was um, busy multitasking. Sydney was talking to me. I was really listening to her, but she did not feel listened to. Mm-hmm. So I had sat down in the chair and she took her little hands and put them on my cheeks and said, mommy, I need you to look at me while I'm talking. <laughs> I was like, oh, from the mouth of babes. It was so, it, it pierced my heart. So it was yeah. like, oh my gosh, Joyce, you need to, you need to look, don't you want to yes. be looked at yes. when you're talking to yes. like, I, we've talked about this before. So it's like when you're at dinner with somebody and they pull out their phone or you're in the middle of talking about something hard and they pull their phone out. Yes. I'm like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah. Like you've just disengaged. I do not. Yeah. This is hard. I'm about, I'm telling you something. You've just right. pulled out your phone. What would happen if in that moment we did what Sydney did and yes. we grabbed the person's face That's a good idea. or got in or their, their phone yes. and go, I need you to put that down. I need you I, to I think see we me. I think you should. I need you to connect with me in this moment because mm-hmm. I, I, I need you to see me. I need to know that I matter. And I they may I. not even realize what they're doing. Right. Like, I didn't realize. And then they might be feel like they're listening, but that person doesn't feel like they're being listened to. Right, because you're, you're not so intentionally. I'm, I'm trying, trying to. to be more mindful on my phone when I'm with mm-hmm. people. It's like, no, put that, put it down, turn mm-hmm. it off. Yeah. You know, um, that's so it's, good. It's, yeah, it's so needed. So, oh, let's look at the um, signs that you might be suffering <laughs> from. Here's your checklist. Here's your checklist. We love the checklist. Mm -hmm. You feel alone in the world. Mm. I know that's true for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Um, And it doesn't matter if you're surrounded by people. You feel alone. Yes. Then let that be a warning that you, just like for me, Mm -hmm. understanding like even though I was surrounded by people, but I needed more intentional engagement. And then also understand the reality of my loss. Yes. And what I lost. I mean, I wish I'd had that little sentence back when I was in the middle of that deep, that deep loneliness that was just so hard. You feel detached from family and friends. Mm. You might be in a social rest deficit. Mm -hmm. You are attracted to people who mistreat you or abuse or are abusive towards you. A lot of women, I think, fall into this category. And I think it's because I've talked to a lot and they're just like, well, that's all I deserve. 
And we know that's a lie and we're all like, oh, that's crazy. But it's like, if that's all you're used to, and mm-hmm. that's probably all you're looking for. Right. You put out what you're looking for and it's mm-hmm. like, without even realizing it mm-hmm. through behaviors and all of that. But it's like, no, you're worthy of more than that. Mm-hmm. You, you're worthy to be treated well. Yeah. You know? And, but they're like, uh, cause we get that a lot with a lot of the girls yeah. in the clubs. That That's we, what I was thinking. Like, what we were know. talking about. Yeah. 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 So, um, the other thing is you find it hard to maintain close relationships or make friends. Mm-hmm. So if that's you just, you know, ask God if you're, you know, if you're a believer, like, why is that God? Mm-hmm. And there might be, you might be guarding your heart and not even realize it Yeah, because having of having a wall up. Yeah. So if you can't connect with others, if you're having problems connecting with others, or if you feel like in your relationships, you're not connecting, mm-hmm. then you are in need of social rest, which right. is really a deep, meaningful social connection. Right. And, you know, we talk about this, sort of like, like there's a table for everyone and, and maybe you're trying to sit at a table. <laughs> it's not, not your table. table. You and that's sit here. Okay. Remember? As someone told me recently, then create your own blank table. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to cuss, but I was like, all right. Um, but so, so there are, cause God has people that he wants us to be in relationship with. Yes. Yeah. Um, you isolate yourself from others mm-hmm. and that's a slow, slippery slope mm-hmm. that you can just start. And then it just gets comfortable. And then you're like, it's too much work. And then I'm Did just... you ever see that movie, the wild? No. It's, uh, depressing Mm. to say the least because it was it was about a a boy or a young man who just didn't like being around people didn't he just had a a rough childhood Mm. and whatever and so he decided he was just going to live by himself in Alaska or somewhere anyway lived his entire life by himself and it wasn't until the end of his life that he regretted it all Mm. and realized what life was really about and that it was about connection right experiencing i think we isolate to protect Mm -hmm. and then the enemy jumps right in there and like don't you let people know who you are or you have let people know you are and they let you down well Mm -hmm. people are nobody's perfect yeah nobody's perfect Mm -hmm. but to keep engaging yes and find your place um you prefer online relationships over Mm face-to-face relationships because they're limited yeah you don't have to be fully transparent. Yeah. I mean, think about all the dating apps and stuff oh, that we've yeah. heard and like the people that are lying on the dating. Like you're not fully really? known there. Really? Like at some point, then you never plan on meeting that person because if, you, if you're putting a picture up there and that looks nothing like you, you I've heard gonna such happen? horror stories and I'm like, what? yeah, that's why I'm not on them. But <laughs> yeah, uh, but I know that works for a lot of people and God bless you. And that's awesome. Okay, so for all of you science nerds, we want to actually stop here and take next week to really go deeper into the research and the application of how we can actually find social rest in today's world. And so stay tuned for next week. We are really enjoying this um, series about rest because I think a lot of us really need it. So stay tuned for next week, part two, science and research, and we will all learn how to apply this to our daily lives. Have a great week. We'll